TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. I do believe at this stage of the game that Joe Girardi is without question the right uh, the right man for the job, and I look forward to, to working with him and, and, uh, and watching... Watching his abilities unravel over the course of the next three years. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Just like that, it's Tuesday, 10-10, October 10th. That means the NHL is back tonight. The Preds take on the Lightning in Tampa Bay. The Blackhawks take on the Pens in Pittsburgh. And the expansion teams, the Seattle Kraken versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. On ESPN and ESPN Plus, I actually paid for ESPN Plus to watch a Devils preseason game, but really to watch the Toy Story Fun Day football. So now I've got it for hockey season. I'll probably be most in tune for hockey this year as this is like my second and a half season. Rocking with the Devils. I think I saw the Devils were 10 to 1 odds to win the Stanley Cup. I might have to put that futures bet in. And uh, I'll be... At the arena on Wednesday for a little media event. If you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, you can see some of the stuff from there. At Keith McPherson on social media. And then I'll be at the Rockford opening night Thursday as the Devils get things going for 2023 into 2024. A season that, you know, you got to feel as confident as you've been in a long time about the New Jersey Devils. So we'll keep an eye on that. In the NBA, like I said tonight... I'm watching the Knicks in the Garden. I'm watching the Nets out in Vegas after, you know, some of the Nets were present for the uh, Las Vegas Aces beating the Liberty. We'll talk more about the Liberty this week. Not a great start, but it is what it is. The finals, it's a series. And, yeah, it was just good to, like, tonight have NFL football on, postseason baseball on, and uh, NBA basketball on. They're in the Garden against... The Celtics, I'm not reading too much into anything. Like, there's no point in going through the box scores. There's no point in break. It's it's preseason basketball. It is glorified street ball with professionals just, you know, getting their legs back under them. Even with the Nets, I saw De'Ron Sharp come up limping. Lonnie Walker come up limping. I'm like, stay healthy. Stay healthy. You don't need anybody hurt here, but, you know. The Knicks run out R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Quentin Grimes, and, of course, Jalen Brunson. And then your Brooklyn Nets, they go out there, which I was cool with the starting five of uh, Ben Simmons, Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas, and Nick Claxton. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I feel like they have a bench um, with some veterans, some guys like Dennis Smith Jr. on this team, Lonnie Walker on this team, Harry Giles on this team for the Brooklyn Nets. And like I said, looking at the Knicks, I'm like, man, when I don't know if I'm just tripping or I'm, you know, thinking out of out of school in this as not being a Knicks fan, but I'm like, when have the Knicks been this young? When have they had so many young guys contributing, so many young guys playing? I don't know the average age of um 
you know, their team. But I'm like, these guys, they look young. They look fun. They look like a team that I think New York needs right now. Other than that, I did go look up the name from my notes. And, of course, I blanked on it. Irv Charles. So, you know, right away, all the talk around McCole Hardman being inactive, it's crazy, right? You bring this guy in. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's a speed demon. Uh, even in Hard Knocks, right? Hard Knocks opens with him excited to play with Aaron Rodgers, saying, oh, I'm going to tell my son I play with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, he's I think McCole Hardman's like 24 years old. So he's like, I watched you my whole life. <laughs> And I don't know, without Aaron Rodgers, things have to change. The offense has to change. They don't, I don't know, have a plan for him, which I still think is crazy. But either way, don't you love it when a plan works out? Irv Charles is in the game, and Irv Charles runs down and makes that play on the punt, strips Marvin uh, Mims Jr., and uh, Marvin Mims Jr. gives it up. But, of course, the Jets can only get a field goal out of it. But whatever, ultimately the Jets win that game. But, you know, even when they, they win, they lose a key player, a starter. That uh, Elijah Vera Tucker news came through today. That sucks. Uh, we were thinking that it was just a calf injury, that it wasn't what it is. It's a torn Achilles. So whatever Aaron Rodgers did, whatever his procedure was, whatever speed plan they put him on, put AVT on that plan. I don't think he's coming back, though. He's a lineman. He bangs every play. He's planting. His season is done. Here we are, week five, going into six. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is really trying to come back either. I think it's all Jedi mind tricks. I think he's just talking. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are two and three, and the Jets are two and three. Who do you think is going to finish with a better record this year? I know our guy BT went out there this morning saying that the Jets are going to make the playoffs, and he even detailed how they're going to do it. And what I say to that is, I don't know, you're down another player, another starter, rather, and it's any given Sunday in the NFL, and we can't call anything, but I understand as a fan, you've got so much hope tied to this season. You don't want to let it go. That's why I said let the Jets fans enjoy it. Now you got to turn the page a little bit. Now you got to worry about the Eagles, but enjoy that victory. You won on opening night, and you just went and won a revenge game that the, the scene was set as Nathaniel Hackett versus... Sean Payton, no, really, it was Brees Hall versus the Broncos. It was, you know, Brees Hall's revenge and return to the scene of the crime where he popped his ACL and he came back and showed he he's ready to go. So I'm ready to go with the calls, 877-337-6666. I don't know if Jordan Love is the guy. I don't know if Matt LaFleur is the guy. They need some Aaron Jones action over there. I don't know what they need, really. They, they need Devontae Adams back. Maybe a trade deadline. Maybe they'll trade him back. Let's go to Bobby in New Jersey first up on the fan. What's up, Bobby? You got it. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call, man. No problem. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, I'm a Packers fan. So, you know, I mean, look, I'm a Packers fan in New Jersey. I'm a Yankees. I'm a Nets. And so, obviously, you know, I go head-to-head with people who are from Wisconsin who, you know, look, I, I, I love this team. I think trading Aaron Rodgers, while it hurt, Jordan Love, he, he was the guy going forward. I still think he is. But, you know, in my head, I think the whole thing that took this Packers team apart was the Devontae Adams trade. And I know, you know, it started with him wanting out. But ever since he he left, it hasn't worked out for him and hasn't worked out for the Packers. And while I love Jordan Love and tonight, look, he threw three picks. That first one was terrible. Um, but, you know, that last one, I still think Christian Watson should have attacked the ball. If he, if he attacks the ball, maybe that's pass interference. What You know, whatever. But. You know, I just, you know, to me, I just think that, you know, they, this is a team that is rebuilding and it is tough. I, I know they're rebuilding. I know Aaron Rodgers isn't there, but as someone who, you know, is a fan of New York sports, it is tough to see a team kind of go through a rebuild. And I feel like I've been lucky. I'm 31 years old. I've had Rodgers and Favre my whole life, but it's still hard. I, I know I've been lucky, but it's still hard to see them go through everything and rebuild. And it's still frustrating to see them struggle like this. Sure, I get it. And, I mean, you've, you've got two Super Bowls, and I just was talking about the fact that you had Favre for 20 years. You had Rodgers for 20 years. I don't know if Love will be the guy for 20 years. But no one knows. The book is still out on the kid. And I, I think you had a good, you know, start to the season, uh, starting off 2-1. and one, But, man, losing to Detroit at home, a, a division rival that you've owned, and then having extra time to get ready for Monday night. So you go from 
the primetime Thursday spotlight to the primetime Monday night spotlight, back-to-back losses like that on national television, it's tough to watch. But all in all, being a Packers fan in this area, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. There'll be better days. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and like you said, too, it's like I don't know if if Love or LaFleur are the answer, but, you know, I don't know what else they can do at this point. If they're, you know, if if they aren't good enough and they get a top-ten pick, I mean, if they're not toward, I, I still don't think they should draft a quarterback because they won't be towards the, you know, the top five of the draft. But, you know, if they, if, if the Jets aren't good enough, they get a high second round pick. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I know it's a long road ahead, but, you know, it's, it's something that I, you know, I just kind of wanted to say that, you know, I know that love may not be the answer, but it's still nice to see him, you know, kind of grow. And I know he's going to be here for another year. So, I still think that the whole, you know, I, you know, Rogers got coming to New York was the right move to do. I think that Rogers, if he didn't get hurt, would have had a better year with the Jets than he would have with the Packers, only because when he, you know, after watching him for my for most of my life, when he is a motivated Aaron Rodgers, he's better than when he is, you know, kind of someone who is. I feel like last year he was more relaxed and it was, you yeah, know, he wasn't he, motivated as he would be with the Jets. He's got the chip on his shoulder now. Thanks for the call, Bobby. A few things. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got the chip on his shoulder now in spite of Green Bay, to prove Green Bay wrong. Now, he won't get a chance to do that this year. I really just don't think he's coming back, and I don't think there'll be anything to come back to. It'll be next year. And for the Packers and the Packers fans, any Packers fans listening, you have the Bears in your division. You can beat them twice. You already beat them once. You have the Vikings in your division. You can beat them twice. I don't know what is going on with Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson is hurt now. They let Dalvin Cook go, which I understand that. Dalvin Cook should be, I don't I don't know. Dalvin Cook shouldn't even be used. <laughs> That's another guy that the Jets spent money on. It's like, what was he for? I don't know. He looks Dalvin Cooked. But yeah, at, at least you're not a laughing stock. Um, as far as draft position, like you can't even think. Don't be thinking about the draft yet. They're not drafting a quarterback. But an interesting topic that we'll bring to the airwaves. And I think it is going to be an interesting topic when we get there. Speaking of laughing stocks. How did the Giants become a laughing stock again? And speaking of rebuilding, you know, I did caution you to say they're only in year two of a, of a rebuild. They they caught some teams by surprise last year. They snuck up on people last year. They're not going to be able to do that. Last year, the conversation was the Giants don't have enough on their roster. The Giants don't have enough talent. They still don't have enough talent. But what we thought was the coaching from last year would carry over into this year with a little bit more talent. It's just, it's just falling apart. You know, I looked at the power rankings, which power rankings mean nothing, but they make them. Everyone makes them. Bleacher Report, shout out to the guys at BR, ESPN, Pro Football Focus. They got the Giants as the 32 worst team in the NFL. There's only 32 teams. But when you look at it, it's like, man, that Jason Pinnock touchdown was their first, first half touchdown. They still don't have a, a touchdown on offense. Daniel Jones, I feel bad for. All right, the guy got paid, and now everybody thinks that the money he has is just going to make him superhuman. No one can play the position under duress like that. Kurt Warner came out and said it today. I was saying it last week. I know some other people have said it, but I, I've heard people attacking Daniel Jones. Like, when's he going to make a play? When, when's he going to make a play when he has time to set his feet and throw? But Kurt Warner came out and said, watching Giants games, and you can say what you want about Daniel Jones, but these last two weeks, the way they have played up front is awful. You can't play QB like this. He has no chance to succeed and hard to evaluate his play with what's going on around him. I don't think they should put him in harm's way. Let Tyrod rock. Let Tyrod run around. What do you have to lose there? Let Tyrod play against the Bills. Now, I know the Bills did lose Matt Milano, and there was this whole thing about the turf, the Tottenham uh, Spurs turf over there in London, and I'm like, don't they play on grass, Tottenham Hotspur? But they play on turf for... um, these NFL games, and I saw Matt Milano went out. I didn't get to watch that game, but he's most likely out. And then they also lost uh, Daquan Jones, and a couple weeks ago they lost Tredavious White. Do I think that the Bills losing uh, three starters on defense levels the playing field enough for the Giants to have a shot? I don't, but it doesn't mean it's going to necessarily be a blowout. You know, the Bills go to London, and I mean, I had the Jags in every parlay that I made. I think if you heard me Thursday, I talked about how I love London. I've been there a couple times. Um, 
I think is great. It's not for everybody, but hopefully they had the players set up where they could get the food they wanted and go see some things and enjoy their time there. Uh, the Jaguars are like London's team. They're, if there was a team to move out of the uh, States and go to London, it'd be Shad Khan's Jaguars. So they stayed there for a week after playing the Falcons, and I thought that gave them an advantage. The Bills had to fly from the States over to London to get beat. They couldn't get it going. They could not get their offense going. After beating the Miami Dolphins, they probably relaxed a little bit. But, yeah, the NFL is crazy, man. We do not know anything. Right now, I think the 49ers look like a juggernaut, and I think they are. Uh, We'll see the rest of the way if they stay healthy and what happens with them. I think the AFC right now is up for grabs. The NFC, I don't know. There's weight classes, and we're starting to see different weight classes. Uh, Jets fans, call me up. Tell me what weight class you think you're in. If you think you're a playoff team, tell me why. Giants fan, if if you think that this season's over, which I think it is for the Giants, it's unfortunate. But, like, I don't know. There's a silver lining somewhere in there. You'll figure it out. 877-337-6666. That's why we watch. And also, that's why I'm happy we're in the sports equinox. I'm, I'm a Cow- Cowboys fan. I'm a Dallas fan. I don't think they're winning anything. You know, I have Dallas fans going back and forth with me online. Uh, some stupid comment I read. I was talking about how Micah Parsons was saying, oh, George Kittle wore the F Dallas shirt. He made it personal. We got something for that. We'll see you down the line. Shut up. You had your opportunity. You just faced them. You just played a whole game for the world to see. And they shut you down. You had nothing. Say less. Let your actions speak. After after all is said and done, more is always said than done. The Dallas Cowboys don't want to see the 49ers in the playoffs for a third year in a row. You're going to get beat again. And this time it might be uglier. Just stop talking. We don't We don't know. We'll see what happens down the road. But there are weight classes in the NFL. The 49ers showed you what weight class they're in. And I think we're starting to figure it out now going into week six here. Let's go down to AC and talk to Matt. What's up, Matt? You're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, Keith? How you doing? Good, man. It's bottom of the ninth in L.A. Chavez Ravine. Uh, the Dodgers have their last three outs here, or they're going to go down 2-0 to the Diamondbacks. That's crazy to me. Wild. <laughs> their Wild. own division, Lil Bro in their own division. The Yankees beat the Diamondbacks in in the yeah. Bronx less than a month ago. It's like Atlanta with Philly. Even though Philly, I would say, is definitely more complete complete than uh, Arizona. It's still like kind of like a flashback to last year. Yeah, I was, man, I, I enjoyed that Braves game. I was really like, no way are the Phillies. They were dominating. We'll talk about Zach Wheeler. Mets fans, I definitely want to have the conversation about Zach Wheeler, Travis Darno, uh, the Braves, the Phillies. Like, I'm watching this game. I'm like, I wonder how the Met fan feels. Because as a Yankee fan, I was so pumped to see the Rangers knock down the Orioles 2-0, to see the Blue Jays get bounced, to see the Lightning get bounced. But go for it, Matt. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, well, I trust I can always talk baseball, too. But um, I was calling in because the Giants' uh, offense is getting a lot of slack, like, deservingly, deservingly. But where the players that aren't getting enough slack, in my opinion, are the wide receivers because the offensive line stinks. We get it. Jones could play better, sure. But the receivers have been horrible for years. Yeah. We haven't had a good wide receiver since Odell, Odell. Beckham. Yep. Like, a difference crazy. maker, which you need in this league. Every every team that is, you need a dominant one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like I don't want to just rip on the guys because I'm sure they're all good guys. But like as players, like Darius Sleep, he's a wide receiver four at best. Wondell Robinson, I haven't seen enough of him, but I'd say he's like a wide receiver three. Harris Campbell's similar to Slayton, but he can't get any separation or get any yards after catch. Which is crazy because he's supposed to be a speed guy. But, yeah, he also can't separate. And, and the the drops the drops frustrate you as well. They don't have a clear-cut guy. That's I, I don't know. Jalen Hyatt was talking about he wants to be offensive rookie of the year in training camp. What? I don't know. I even know how you had that thought. I don't care about that. Just go out there, catch the ball. Yeah, get separation, catch the ball, make plays. And the Dodgers are defeated 4-2. That ain't good. (laughs) No, that's not good for us. No, but going back to the Giants offense, it all starts and ends with Saquon Barkley. The the end. Last year, what did they do last year in the beginning of the season? That that they rode him to victory. He had 30 carries a game. They handed the ball off. And then they can play action off that. Or they 
They can run Daniel Jones off that. And it gives your offensive line a different, like, okay, it's the, the, the offensive line setting for a pass is different for them being road graders and locking in to block for the run. You're not getting anywhere with Matt Breida. You're not getting anywhere with Eric Gray. It's Saquon or nothing. And I don't know how people feel about Saquon. Going into this year, we were talking about it's time to pay Quan. I'm kind of glad that they didn't pay Saquon Barkley. We just saw the money that Jonathan Taylor got, who's younger than Saquon. They shouldn't give him that much money, especially after paying Daniel Jones. But this offense still is so reliant on him. Without him, what what are we talking about? They can't. They're not running an NFL offense without that guy. No, no, you're absolutely right. And look, I love Saquon. I think he's great. But I, I also understand the running back position is replaceable. But at the same time, you can't replace not a with the like offense. Yeah, exactly. Not without throw. an offensive line. <laughs> we have nobody to throw to, or you can't run the ball more than two yards because everybody's in the backfield when you snap it. Yeah, it just I don't know how this. How did the offensive line? I felt like we talked more about the Jets' offensive line being an issue, and they've actually been all right, not great. But we talked so much in the preseason about the Jets' offensive line and completely glossed over the Giants' offensive line. Andrew Thomas. It starts there, too, with Andrew Thomas. He's one of the best tackles in the league. When you don't have him, you're you're in trouble because then you got to move some pieces around. Evan Neal also. For Evan Neal to be drafted where he he was was drafted, it's, it's a disappointment that he's just that lost on the offensive line. Now you're bringing back Justin Pugh. Uh, uh, John Michael Schmitz is is hurt. Like so, there there's injuries, and then there's just guys not playing up to par right now, and they're out of source. And even with 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 JMS, he's a rookie. Um, how much can you expect from from him? They they didn't have enough backups, and they didn't have enough in their starters. And injuries hitting the NFL. It's football. It's a war. It's literally modern day gladiator on every play. These guys are running into each other. I don't know. I don't know how the Giants work their way out of it. They keep saying we got to be better. We got to play better. We believe. But, man, when you see them line up, like I said in my open, you get those turnovers. You know, at least you get the turnovers this week. But it doesn't matter. Guys are running right by you. The uh, Devin Achan kid, he's super fast. Tyreek Hill super fast. That's all they needed. A couple plays like that. Those guys are hitting home runs. The Giants are missing their home run hitter in Saquon. And they're missing the best offensive lineman they have in Andrew Thomas. You're not doing anything without your two offensive players or your two best offensive players. No, you're absolutely right. And you got you, ha- you just have to build your team deeper than that. Like, sure, there's a lot of things they could have done in hindsight. But, again, they have nobody to throw the ball to. Darren Waller, I forgot he was even alive in the first three games of the season. You could season. see that they were trying, you know, they were trying to get the ball to Waller. Uh, it's just, man, I don't know. It's not good enough. It's just not to the level that we all expected. They named 10 captains, and you're thinking they named 10 captains because they, they have so much talent. It's like, oh, there's so many dogs on this team. There's any any one of these guys could could be the player of the game, lead the way, and it's like, now that looks foolish. It looks stupid. No good team has ever had 10 captains. 10 captains. You have, two on, you have one on special teams, two on defense, two on offense. That's I don't know. I think anything other is just a little excess. So they got to dig deep here. Thanks for the call, Matt. I don't know where the Giants go. Looking at their schedule, like I, I, I said two weeks ago now, I'm like, Saquon didn't play. As soon as Saquon didn't play, so when Saquon, if Saquon plays, you think there's at least a glimmer of a chance, right? Because a couple turnovers, a couple home runs, maybe you're in the game. Not against the Dolphins, though. Mike McDaniel and what they got going on over there, the speed that they have over there, uh, just, just their formations, their motions, uh, how they keep you off balance, how they can hit a home run on a power, they can hit a home run on like it's, it's just, they they've got to figure it out. They've got to figure it out. I, you know, I had a thought. It was like it was crazy about like how much we talked about Brian Flores, <laughs> how much time we wasted on the Brian Flores thing, right? Brian Flores was the coach of the Miami Dolphins. They made the right decision moving off of him and going to Mike McDaniel because they drafted Tua, and Tua did not click with Brian Flores as a defensive-minded coach, but Mike McDaniel and Tua seemed to be working pretty well. So great move by them. And then we hear about Brian Flores and all his complaints about the NFL and the teams not giving him a uh, serious consider, not giving him a professional interview, like the Denver Broncos. 
He said that they, they smelled of alcohol, like they might have been drinking the night before or day of the interview. <laughs> and look at how terrible they are with Sean Payton. He also mentioned the you know the home team Giants. And I remember thinking, like, all right, the Giants should give him the time of day because he is from Brooklyn, I believe. Like, you know, he'd be a good coach to bring in here. But they obviously found Dable, which I understood because Dable and Shane, you're you're getting a new GM. He should be able to bring in a guy that he worked with as coach. Good. But now look at the Giants under Dable. I still think Dable's a good coach, but he ain't coaching that well right now. He can't figure this thing out right now. Not Wink, not Kafka, none of them. They don't, they don't have it, right? It's not always the X's and O's. It's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. They just don't have it in comparison to other NFL teams. And the difference was last year they were able to win those close games. They were able to run the ball, control the clock. They were able to make enough plays to steal the game late. They're not sneaking up on anybody, not with a $40 million quarterback and coach of the year. Everybody they play is ready to go. Let's see. Let me take another call before we break here. No, let's break. 877-337-6666. More calls are rolling in. So when we come back, we'll go straight to the phone. I put enough out there. Clearly, you guys still want to talk Jets, Giants, NFL. Um, There's other storylines in the NFL I'd like to speak on. Like, I put the Vikings out there. I put the Patriots out there. The Dallas Cowboys are absolutely frauds. I was really pulling for the Rams to knock off the Eagles because I don't think the Eagles are as strong as they were last year. We'll we'll get into it. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's break it down, and I'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Stuck about swinging splitter. Here's the standing ovation for the Rocket, Roger Clemens. One, two, three, go the Pirates. Jeter just came over to pound him on the back. The standing O continues. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah. Told you I'd come back. We had to take a break. We always take breaks. The fan in New York, Keith McPherson, KM to 2 a.m. Back at it, man. I was off for a few days. Enjoyed the weekend. Uh, it is what it is, you know. I'm on after Monday night football, and I took off Friday. I, I was sick last week. I champed it out. I have a five-month, going on six-month baby at home, and he's starting to go to, like, playtimes and uh I don't know, they do this like song and dance thing and they read books at the library, whatever. I don't really have them in daycare. I'm daddy daycare for the most part, but uh, we all were sick. I was sick. He was sick. My wife was sick. And uh, that's what pretty much went on on the weekend and even into today. So good to be back. Keeping my eye on the sports, keeping my eye on the college sports, college football is crazy. NFL is crazy. There's so much going on. I feel like I've already said a lot, but I'm following up on something I was talking about. So uh, the Bills are upset about the turf. Uh, Teron Johnson from the Bills said they have to get rid of it. Speaking on 
the Tottenham Hotspur turf in London where the Bills played this weekend. I told them, let's see, at one point a cart was brought out for Johnson. He refused to climb aboard. I told them I'm not getting on that cart. Uh, they were upset about, you know, the turf. And I, I, I keep hearing all these things. That turf, to be honest with you, that turf was terrible here. They have to get rid of it. Report that if we can do grass, we should do grass. Now, out there in Vegas where you just watched the Packers play the Raiders, they have a grass field. And they also share that stadium with UNLV. I was reading something about how UNLV pays $330,000 a game to um to share that stadium <laughs> to to play in in uh Mark Davis's stadium and they roll in their turf Three, $366,000 to play those college football games in there 2.2 million for 6 games last year i guess it's worth it though but either way uh front office sports posted a video where they show you how they roll in the Raiders grass field that the NFL plays on, but the college kids play on turf. This is something that they've been talking about all year. This is something that Jets fans understand because as soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, people were like, oh, the turf, the turf, the turf. David Bakhtiari spoke on it. He's out for the season. Um, these NFL players feel like there should be grass everywhere. Uh, Dory Jackson was on BT and Sal show. I remember he talked about it playing at USC, how he played on grass. And I mean, they should. I remember when I was growing up playing, if so, if somebody had a turf field, they was getting money. Oh, that was nice. Oh, you got a turf field. Really? It's just a town. Uh, I think when I was young, there might've been only one or two fields. I think there, I think Tom's river might've had a turf field. I think Neptune got a turf field before I got out of there. My high school ocean has a turf field. Now I never played on it, but yeah, it's interesting how, all these NFL players are calling for the NFL to have grass. They have the money. And even I, I I did the research during the break. You know, I was talking about the Tottenham Hotspur soccer team. I'm like, don't they play on grass? Yep. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uses grass for soccer and turf for football. The league will inevitably defend the quality of the turf, regardless, regardless of what the men say who actually have to play on it. So if the soccer team in London plays on grass, you're rolling in turf for the NFL. I don't know. I don't know. And then this week, um, I know the Ravens go out there as we look into week six. The Ravens will play doo, 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 doo. the Jags again. Is it the Jags? Are they playing every single game out there? No, they'll play the Titans. So that's the game. It's Ravens-Titans on the turf out there in London. So we got eyes on that. But, hey, call me up. 877-337-6666. This show will smoke by... Whatever you guys want to talk about for the rest of the time. I know you guys want to talk Jets and Giants. I haven't had really much opportunity to speak on it. Uh, I watched the games, obviously, on Sunday. By the time now I get on the talk about it, it's Tuesday. But whatever you got, lay it on me. Let's get back to it. Jeff is in Fairview. What's up, Jeff? You're on the fan. What's up? How you doing, Keith? Thanks for taking the call. Good. Thanks for calling in. So, you still don't believe in Zach Wilson, huh? Just two games, right? 70% of his passes he has. Completed, outplaying Mahomes and Russell Wilson, two Hall of Famers. He's only 24 years old. I mean, going six for nine yesterday on third downs. I mean, they should have took the handcuffs off him on the New England game. That's what Jets would be three and three right now. Yeah, and with the elements. I mean, I the- yeah, with the weather that that game, I think they were a little afraid yeah. with the ball because he turns the ball over. That's my thing with the kid, like. Uh, turnovers and just not being aware of the situation. That whole situation where he threw the ball that that route to CJ Uzama and then they didn't have time is like an NFL level quarterback's got to be aware of that. But it's not that I don't believe in Zach Wilson. It's just I know he's not good. I, I know that they're they're barely going to get by with the kid, and it's just it's what they well, defaulted into. They they went they went above and beyond to get Aaron Rodgers in the offseason because they knew that this kid couldn't play. I mean, well, it's a Hall of Famer. I understand that. But, I mean, what are you watching right now? The last two games, you have to say, I'm a Jets fan. I'm, I, he's got his confidence back. you got to admit that. Yeah, he has his confidence back because Aaron Rodgers yeah. is done for the season, and they've assured him that, hey, we're not going to bench you for Tim Boyle and uh, Trevor Simeon. You're the guy. 
but like he's still missing throws. And even the throws that he's completing, that that throw that he hit Garrett Wilson on was a big throw. They moved the pocket. There was no one around him. That still wasn't an accurate ball. He couldn't hit him in stride. Garrett Wilson had to slide and 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 make a play. It's like he he's still just so not you see there all the yet. Time. Well, you see all the time wide receivers making great catches. I mean, what, it don't count for Zach? No, Come it, on, it counts for Zach. The kid is just not good. He's the number two overall pick. Thank you for the call, Jeff. It's okay, guys. Like you, You've defaulted into this situation where you have to believe. But when you look at your schedule, like, and, like you played the Broncos, and the kid still was leaving meat on the bone. The kid was still missing open receivers. Still, He's still missing reads, and they're still changing the offense for him. It's barely satisfactory. Barely. And that's why I opened up and said it's not about Zach anymore. It's about Brees Hall. He's got to run the ball 20 times a game. Don't abandon the run. Find creative ways to get him the ball. And don't put it in Zach Wilson. But it's still the NFL. You know, Zach Wilson being a number two overall pick in New York for the Jets. The kid has not advanced enough. Whose fault is it? Some his. Really the Jets. And when you watch him play quarterback, he's still not doing some of the basic things that you're seeing college quarterbacks do. So it's not about Zach Wilson anymore. We're now, what, we're going into week six. You watched him play against the Bills, and they kind of dumbed down the offense at times because they know they're kind of handicapped by this guy. Uh, you watched him against the Patriots. People said, oh, they're going to beat the Patriots. No, they're not. Bill Belichick is not about to lose to Zach Wilson, even when he lost Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez in that game. And he's got Mac Jones. The the outplaying Patrick Mahomes thing, I keep talking about that game going back to it. It was such a combination of hype and nonsense. Oh, let me guess. Uh, Travis Kelsey got hurt this past weekend because his boo thing wasn't at the game. Tra- Taylor Swift didn't feel like going to Minnesota and Travis got hurt. Was that in the script? So, yeah, I guess, you know, if you're looking for things now after we spent two years tearing Zach Wilson down, Let's look for two, you know, let's let's look for uh, back-to-back weeks, two weeks of things we can say about the kid. He completed some passes. He completed 70% of his passes. Good. That's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback in the NFL. Oh, he didn't have any turnovers against Mahomes. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He didn't outplay Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won the game. Patrick Mahomes made the plays with his legs. Patrick Mahomes did, did enough to score more points. In the stat sheet, yes, Mahomes turned the ball over. But that's because of the Jets' defense. That's not because of Zach Wilson. It's just crazy. This kid is uh, a polarizing figure. And he was never supposed to be in this position. 877-337-6666. If you want to defend Zach Wilson, I don't know. I watch him play, and I'm just like, good grief. This kid makes it look so hard. He has. I give him credit. You give credit where credit is due. He has made some improvement. But, man, Garrett Wilson shouldn't be catching three passes for 54 yards. Garrett Wilson was one of the top picks in fantasy this year. We thought this kid was going to light it up this year. This kid should have 100 yards a game. As we're talking about the Giants not having a true number one wide receiver, the Jets do, but you can't consistently get him the ball because Zach Wilson is your quarterback. Jarvis is up in Harlem. What's up, Jarvis? You're back on the fan. What's up, Keith? How you doing? Good, man. I still can't get over the Dodgers. I'm talking to my girl, Serena, who's at the game, season ticket holder. She's just she's still they just still sitting in the stadium like no way, bruh. <laughs> no way the Dodgers yeah. can't be serious. Uh, it looks like they're in trouble, man. They got game three in Arizona, which they going you know, this it's elimination is a do or die for the Dodgers, but then you know, I think they're in trouble. But anyway, yeah, like you said about like you're right about the Zach Wilson thing. Everybody going crazy because Oh, he has one good game performance against a Broncos team that stinks that has 32, uh, 32nd right defense. He can't stop the run. And then, you know, listen to all these Jeff fans, like all these Jeff fans on the radio hosts on WSN, like beat Brandon Tenney, talk about like, oh, they're going to the players where Zach wasn't because one game from yesterday because they beat the Broncos. I mean, come on. No, can we stop, no. Like, uh, like, stop, stop. Like, can we stop? Here come the Eagles. Like, here come the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, Reality is yeah, about to hit. Being the Eagles, 
Yeah, never beating the Eagles. They're always twelve against them. Oh, so, oh, they—he they, keep bringing up the schedule. I'm like, oh, they could beat the Raiders. They could win the next year. Raiders, the Chargers, or the Giants. I mean, I mean come yeah, on. Jets fans are circling that Giants game as a win. I'm like, that's not. Yeah, I guess, yeah, exactly. I guess you have more talent than the Giants, but that, that's a rivalry. There's a lot of things that go into that. Like that game might be kind of even, even with a hurt Daniel Jones and right. Saquon Barkley. I bet you Saquon Barkley plays in that game. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna beat the Jets. I mean, people are thinking like, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the Jets gonna defense. They're gonna oh, beat the Giants. I mean, no, come on, man, stop. It's like, just I crazy mean, how we just we we go from. I've heard some of the same people say this kid sucks. He can't play to. Oh, maybe we got a chance to make the playoffs with this kid. Like, okay, right, give, I mean, give some credit no where credit is due, but stop right. embellishing. Like, like, let's be honest. The kid has subpar play for an NFL quarterback, but you have an advanced defense, you have a hell of a run game, and you have some other weapons around him, so it makes up for it. But, man, if he was just a little bit better, yeah, you would be able to compete. You would be able to believe in the team a little bit more. But I'm not trying to rain on parades. You got another win. I don't know if you're getting another win for a little while. I would not pencil that Giants game as a surefire win. Right, right, right. Yeah, sorry about your Cowboys and, you know, got blown out by the by, by the 49ers. But, you know, it's like the same thing with the Cowboys. They make the playoffs, they win the <laughs> wild cards, but they can't get past the second round. Man, like, I wasn't it's like surprised. The it's like, yeah, it's like the 76ers. You know, they it's like the 76ers. You know, they won the first round. They can't get past the second round. They can't even get to the East Coast. That's Colorado. fraudulent That's like behavior. That's why I say they're frauds. I got Dallas Cowboys fans that listen to me on the fan, and they want me to champion them. They want me to say they're going to win, and I believe in them. And ever since the first day I got on and revealed I grew up a Cowboys fan, I root for them, but I'm not delusional like a lot of these Cowboys fans. Why you say that? Why you say that? Because I watch. (laughs) Because that's that's the thing, because maybe I watch them too much, and I also (laughs) watch the rest of the league, like, I knew that game, as soon as that game started, I told my wife, I'm like, oh, damn, I'm like, if the Cowboys get blown out, I'm coming to bed. I'm getting to bed early. And yeah, she's like, she's like they're getting blown out already. I'm like, they're down 7 nothing, but I can just tell the tone of this game. They can't play with these guys. Yeah, because I'm 49 defense. It's just legit, man. Dogs. Nick Bosa. Absolute monsters. Man, uh, Fred Warner is ridiculous. Like, Every time I watch him actually play football, I'm like, this dude is a freak of nature cheat code that exists in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. Dre Greenlaw, he punched, like, the Fred Warner punched the ball out on Tony Pollard. Dre Greenlaw suplexed him out of bounds. Tony Pollard was neutralized the rest of the game. He did nothing the rest of the game. Now it's on Dak. Like, don't get me started, man. We If we actually talk about what we were seeing there, that was the bullies getting bullied. You're a fake tough. You're tough against the Patriots. You're tough against the Jets and the Giants. When you actually step in the ring, oh, you're not All a heavyweight. You don't belong here anymore. Cowboys. It's going to be a long night for you. Yeah, all the crappy teams that the Cowboys beat. Just like, just like, just like, um, you know, like, uh, remember last year, the last time I called you, you know, that's all that Zach, um, the Mike White, because, um, you know, one good game against the Bears, and they did have It's the same uh, thing. Two games against. We listen to so many people embellish and exaggerate what Mike White was. Like, <laughs> it's I guess because when you don't get good quarterback play and you haven't seen it in so long, just just mm-hmm. getting getting a couple completions is like, oh, this guy's pretty good. We're going to the playoffs with this guy. Oh, he's got yeah, his yeah, confidence yeah, back. Let's let's pat him on the back one. now. But what about all the plays yeah, that he yeah. missed? What about all the Sorry. opportunities you you could have had? That game should have been a blowout. The Jets should have put up 50. <laughs> that first half, that first half, leaving a lot of meat on the bone. There was a lot to be desired. Yeah, I was when I saw that game, man, I thought the, I thought the Denver Bulls were going to come back and they're like, oh, about to win the game. When, like, Sertan, you know, I, I like, when Sertan picked Zach Wilson off, I'm like, oh, that is the same play like fumbling the ball in the Chiefs game. I'm like, this guy's yeah. incredible. Is this guy going to give the game away? No, 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 no. The Jets' defense said, no, we're not allowing you. Just like Xavier Gibson said, I'm calling game. I will not allow Zach Wilson to lose this game for us. Thanks for the call, Jarvis. That's what the Jets have to do. The Jets have to be so good 
that the rest of the team doesn't allow Zach Wilson to lose the game for them. You give credit where credit is due. He's not as trash as he was, but he is not to the level of a number two overall quarterback in year three in the NFL. It's not good enough. And what I said about him getting all of these opportunities, there have been quarterbacks that have been, they've look at Trey Lance. <laughs> look at Trey Lance. Obviously because they got Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. But they drafted Trey Lance right behind Zach Wilson. They moved heaven and earth to get Trey Lance. And once they realized he couldn't do it, goodbye, fourth-round pick. And only one dumb enough to do that was Jerry Jones. Give up a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance. Yeah, you drafted Dak Prescott in the fourth round, and you defaulted into paying Dak Prescott so much money. Jerry Jones not winning anything. But, yeah, back to the quarterback play. You don't get this many opportunities to be mid in the NFL. But the Jets have defaulted back into it again. That's their own doing. He was QB2 all through training camp. He was QB2 going into the season with a shaky offensive line and a damn near 40-year-old quarterback that you knew was going to get hurt at some point because the NFL is a rough-ass game. Look at look at Anthony Richardson. That kid is what, 6'5", 250, 260. He's hurt again. Chris is in Shrub Oak, New York. Chris, what's up? You're on the fan. Keith, what's going on, buddy? You know, hanging out, talking to people. Good to be back. I miss you guys more than you miss me. Because in my household, I have uh, my wife, my baby, and my cat, and they don't get it. They just don't They don't understand. They don't get it when I start talking about different things. They don't really vibe with me like that. Oh, I hear you, bud. So I wanted to ask you a question regarding all these injuries. It seems like every week in the NFL, someone's, you know, an ACL or an Achilles is tearing, right? Pretty yep. much every week. So now college teams play on turf, too, and you don't really hear about these guys' injuries like that. So my question to you is, would do you think, you know, I know the NFL guys are all complaining about the turf, but you think it has anything to do with, with that whole new bargain agreement with the player association, with the practicing, not as hard. And then now these guys don't play, the starters don't play all preseason, and then they're just stuck in week one. And Chris, did you, did you play any organized football at all growing up? Did you ever suit up? Did you ever, yes. So, okay. Exactly. So, so you understand, like, we, we had to hit. Like, that's, right. that's the game. They were just giving Mike Tomlin slack. Because you know what he said this week to his team to get his team right after they failed two weeks ago and they went out and got it done this week? They had padded practices. They had to hit. And they're saying, oh, Mike Tomlin going old school. Somebody's going to get hurt. No, you know what they're going to do? They're going to practice the actual game that they're going to play on Sunday. Then when they go mano y mano against a different opponent, they have the edge because they hit all week. What's happening in the What's NFL, it's, it's, it's getting dumb soft. Like... This is this right. supposed to be the highest level of competition. These guys don't. You hear Tiki Barber talk about it because Tiki Barber had to play with a broken thumb, broken leg, bum ankle. Like, it's just a different time now. We, if like I really think that the NFL is going to turn into seven-on-seven. Seven, uh, not seven-on-seven, seven, flag football, which is just like, it's so corny. They already introduced it at the Pro Bowl. But, like, what a lot of us love about smash-mouth football is, is that, the gladiator sport. The whole thing is, like, these are the biggest, baddest, toughest guys playing this game. And when you start playing as a kid, you put on a helmet, you put on shoulder pads, you go out there and bang. You're, you're doing two-a-days. We grew up doing two-a-days of, of fully padded practice Monday through Friday. Yeah. And we and didn't I'm have saying, good helmets. We didn't have good equipment. Do you think that could be one of the reasons why it is because you get in the game and it's 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 all of the adrenaline, all of the energy. It's faster. It's 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 hyped, and these guys go through the motions in practice. Then they step out there and it's boom, and then the turf doesn't help you either. Taking that impact, everybody's bigger, faster, and stronger. These guys don't practice in the preseason, and then they don't practice hitting during the week, and then they say rev it up, rev it up. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree, man. I think that's what a part, a lot of it is. That they're not, they're going soft at practice, and then it's thrown into the game. Like, all right, go 100%. And then stuff like this happens. They're all hurt. Everybody is suffering from offensive every linemen week, being hurt, skill positions every being week. hurt. Somebody, every somebody week, is hurt on hurt. every single team. Your fantasy team, all these fantasy teams are impacted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, all right, man. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, Chris. And that's a good call. 
right? Like, like what is going on in the NFL? Well, they, they, they're pretty soon they're going to take the kickoff out of the game. I was listening to that this week. The kickoff, come on. Some of the most electric moments in NFL history. Devin Hester opening up the Super Bowl, catching it, and taking it back. You don't get to see those highlights anymore because it's a safety thing. And I understand safety, but at the same time, it's like, what are we? This is football. We're completely changing the game at the highest level. So uh, before we break here, Mike Tomlin had a padded practice and he made it a significant component to controlling the line of scrimmage. That is, you can't simulate the war, the battle that goes on between the offensive and defensive line in practice if they're just doing what we call thud or they're doing a walkthrough. The offensive and defensive linemen, those guys are in a fight every play. Shout out to anybody listening. Call me up. That That's an offensive lineman, whether you played or not. Like, you can't simulate that through a walkthrough or thudded practice. You need to snap the ball full speed and hit. And so there's people that talk down on Mike Tomlin. But you know what? They went out there and won. After the, after the, the and I'll, I'll say this quickly and then I'll go to break, 877-337-6666 because it worked and nobody's talking about it. I'm glad I, I just thought about it. I had it in my notes. They lose to C.J. Stroud and the Texans. My boy Kenny Pickett goes down with a knee bruise. They get smoked, I think, 30-6 to in Houston. Then they turn around. They have a padded practice all week, or they have padded practices all week because they felt like guys were getting complacent. Uh, They felt like guys were getting salt. It's football. And then they go out there and they beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at home. Close game that came down to some tight moments, and I think you can attribute that to a good week of practice. The Ravens should have beat them. Lamar Jackson threw the ball in the end zone. There, there was uh, like two or three drop touchdown passes or would-be touchdown passes. 877-337-6666. The NFL is bogus. The NFL is soft. I can't hit a parlay. I can't hit a bet. And I lost by .6 points in fantasy. I'm done. Start the hockey. Start the basketball. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 